and a warm welcome to all of you. Thank you for joining us here for another episode of Conversations with Michael. We are, of course, streaming live from our home studio in the beautiful Willamette Valley of the state of Oregon. We love coming together on the first Friday of every month to share the presence of Michael and to act as supports to each other as conscious creators of our own experience and to invite all of you to celebrate the choice to experience the presence of your own soul nature, but as a human being. What an incredible choice. Here in Oregon, it's raining, of course, but it's also springtime. Coca, my wife, and I woke up this morning to a chorus of songs from a variety of different birds, mainly the robins. They just seem to have such a passion for declaring for all to hear it's time to wake up. Spring is here. So we hope that wherever you call home, all is well in your life. Because, my friends, these are the times all of us have been waiting for. What we are experiencing right now is why this planet was created eons ago. It represents the free-flowing energy of our own divine nature. Oh, it's been so long that it's kind of hard to believe. A part of us doesn't really want to believe it, just in case it's not really true. It's not really real. How many times have we been promised that better days are ahead, only to face the same old, same old? It's fine if some of you want to step back, catch your breath, and just wait and see. But the changes we are talking about, all of them are happening inside of us. The fireworks of joy are exploding inside of you. At first, very subtle, but Michael warns us to make note of this year. Write down how you're feeling. Write down your current reality and visit again next year at this same time. You won't see the family of humanity holding hands while singing that Who classic won't get fooled again. But you will feel <laughs> different parts of you holding hands with your human self. Celebrating a reunion that has been waiting to happen for a very, very long time. Can you feel it as we speak, my friends? What we are speaking of exists beyond the horizon of those thoughts inside of you. So it's very subtle. It represents, well, the foreplay of your own life. That sometimes, but not always, explodes into a burst of energy. 
And despite what is going on all around us, and I get it, there is a lot. There is a lot going on inside the family of humanity. This really is still a really good time to celebrate. At least as that relates to a quality of freedom that has always existed inside of us. It is available to anyone, but so few have chosen to allow its presence to be present because it's not an easy thing to do, to consciously explore your own inner reality. So our service over all these years tends to attract those that are, well, like myself, fiercely independent, at times divinely stubborn, but also incredibly compassionate. For the most part, they don't back down when we offer yet another unknown adventure. And that works really well when we continue to invite all of you to take that deep dive inside yourself, to take a really good look at all the different roles you have been playing. And if they no longer serve your freedom, is this a good time to set those free? Oh, here I am sitting in front of all of you playing the role of some kind of spiritual guide or a teacher. But when I'm not serving ancient wings in this way, that role doesn't define who I am. But as this all relates to an embodied human soul experience, it is your birthright to have a tangible, physical experience of your divine nature. It's the birthright of every single human being to experience living inside of a drama-free reality. But to experience such a reality, you must also allow the presence of your soul to be present. So why is that such a hard thing to do? It's free to everyone. But why is it so hard? Because there is, even though it's free, there's a price we all pay making that choice. It's all about our human pride. That part of us well, that survived this human experience for the most part without feeling the presence of your soul. So each of us have our own unique story as that relates to being human. And there have been moments for all of you when that very presence of your soul deeply touched your heart. Over the years, I've been asked how I experienced my own awakening. And from my human perspective, I suspect I'm like a lot of you. 
I've always experienced the energetic presence of my soul. I just didn't know what it was. And when I would ask others, especially as a young kid, I learned really quick to keep it all to myself. But there was a moment in my life over 30 years ago, I was driving home one night from a live event. And while driving, I suddenly found myself in a place that felt kind of surreal to my human part. I found myself experiencing a state of profound bliss, unlike anything I had experienced before. The world around me, while I was driving, appeared to be moving in slow motion. It also appeared to be connected to this blissful divine part of me. And while in this bliss state, I could feel myself as also being the car I was driving, the road I was driving on. The branches of the trees seemed to be dancing in the wind to the song of my own soul. There was literally no feeling of a separation between this part of me and what appeared to be outside of me. That experience was so profound that it changed my life in a radical way. But of course, I wanted to feel more of that and was now willing to do just about anything to make that experience real. A feeling of bliss and ecstasy, a feeling that all is truly well, at least it is, inside your own presence, inside your own divinity. And that is not only our birthright, my friends. I've learned to understand that actually represents our natural state. Let's take a breath there. Because my initial experience of this touched my heart in such a way that even when the bliss isn't there, I always feel this glow it left in my heart. That has always remained. It inspired me to want to share this experience with all of you. It inspired me to teach. And it allowed me to deepen my relationship to the presence of Archangel Michael to allow him to be in my life. It offers a radically different support base for our human self to now rely on. But it's not an easy thing for our human part to accept this because that support can feel very, very elusive at times. 
it's so subtle. It almost feels surreal. All the drama, all the battles all of us have endured or participated in, they start to feel more real than our own natural state. And in a way, what scares most people is realizing what isn't natural to us is but an illusion. And that doesn't sit well, does it? With those parts of us that actually support themselves with the drama. So the more you allow your natural state <clears throat> to be at the front of your life, the less you feel conflicted, the less you feel anxious, the less you feel stressed out. You come to realize there isn't enough sympathy on this planet to be able to relieve all those underlying doubts, worries, and concerns. But there is a steady stream of support. But it comes from inside of us. And to access such a free-flowing energy requires of us to do what? to stop pursuing it. I know that doesn't make sense to your mind, but to stop pursuing it, to just stop trying to feel the bliss, to stop searching for it. It asks of us to simply allow it to come forward. And that's easy to say, but much harder to do for that human part of us. And what most of you discovered is that the very roles you've been playing your whole life, you discovered they don't know how to allow. Oh, you tried your best while playing them. You worked really hard to change or improve these roles but you discovered that some of them actually support themselves from feeling stuck. How weird is that? So the whole awakening process can end up being just another endless cycle until what? What did so many of you here today do? Many of you didn't experience a deep state of bliss while driving home one night, but you did start to set the roles you've been playing free. The role of the mother or father, the role of the son or daughter, the role of the employee or employer, all those roles inside the collective consciousness of this planet that support themselves by playing inside a variety of power games. It's so hard to admit, sometimes harder to just acknowledge, 
so much guilt and shame that has filled pages in the book of your life while playing inside of these games. The part that our human self was designed to play, it got lost inside the roles, inside all the drama. All of it was a byproduct of feeling separated from your soul, separated from the original self. But now that your soul is more present than ever before on this planet, it gives our human self permission to also return to its natural state by playing now the role it was designed to play. Designed by whom? Your soul, of course. Allowing the soul to now experience itself as a human being too. Coexisting with that human part of you. And if not for that human pride, in our addiction to a very old cosmic story, well, this transition might be a little easier. But let's be honest. You've been very loyal to some of those roles, have you not? Even when they started to define you as being you too, even if they kept your freedom at arm's length. And it's at this time that I want to pause here for a moment and thank all of you that participated in the recent iMystic workshop. I understand it was a very intense experience, but it was such an honor for me to witness such a beautiful transformation, seeing your natural state begin to emerge is something I will never forget and will always cherish. No, it didn't happen all at once. Nor does it represent a perfect relationship between your human self and the soul. But it does offer a new beginning. It does offer a new story. One that doesn't support itself with a lot of pain and suffering. Michael and I are very much looking forward to our next adventure inside the upcoming iSpirit One course. So the question I have for so many of you, are you finally ready to let go? of seeing this discomfort that you have experienced, the pain and suffering, are you ready to let go of it as being some kind of a virtue? Thank you. Thank you. Through the eyes of the original self, through the heart of your own divine nature, you have done nothing wrong ever. 
So much will need to change on this planet to accommodate the realization that God does indeed exist inside of you. But the gates to such a freedom are well guarded by your guilt and shame. My service to all of you is not based on faith. I'm not hoping that one day all of us will experience the presence of our divine nature. My agreement with Michael is really simple. If my human part is willing to experience it, we will teach it. And on that note, this would be a really good time to turn this over to my oversoul, my eternal self, Mikael, or Michael, and to remind all of you that this relationship to your own oversoul or eternal self is also your birthright. Our joy, my passion, is to help you to reclaim it. Indeed. Indeed, it is mine too. It is I, Michael. And thank you, Kethra, for your introduction. This part of Robert, the human self, knows Kethra as being his soul. And Kethra knows that I, Michael, am here because of him. And he also knows he is here because of me. And Robert knows, the human part, that he is here to allow us to experience being human too, respectfully coexisting as friends to one another. All of you have heard us say countless times, allowing the presence of your soul is the most rewarding experience any human being can ever have. The upside of such a choice brings you back to being you, in capital letters, you. That unique and sovereign version of you as being the original self, too. It represents a true act of allowing what has always been to be you, too. It represents a true act of acceptance. The original gift from God, the original self. And from our perspective, the term the original self has existed long before the word God was ever created. So embracing this gift allows this presence to experience itself within countless opportunities and here is the place that a lot of beings got stuck. If this divine presence had just added a few conditions to such a gift, more than likely, we're not having this conversation right now. And what are those conditions? Well, let's start with this. Instead of allowing all parts of itself complete freedom to be whatever each part would choose to be, has this very freedom that allowed each part to perceive itself 
as also being separated from God in and of itself? Has it created a need to now be managed or controlled by such a presence so as not to create more unfulfilling experiences? But that was never offered, my friends. It was complete freedom or nothing. And for most beings on and off of this planet, that freedom represents a huge problem. Because this innate freedom to be whatever you choose, it also takes a lot of personal responsibility. It gives every single part of the original self unlimited opportunities to experience itself as a creator of its own experience. But how many parts of the original self actually celebrate such a freedom? How many human beings allow themselves to experience such a joy? So the fact that so many have now awakened to this realization in this lifetime more than ever before and have embraced the role now as being a conscious creator of their own experience, not as a burden, but as a priceless gift. That speaks volumes about your character, your courage, and your passion, your patience, however, it has come to an end. You are no longer willing to tolerate what has never felt natural to any of you. You gladly traded in sympathy for compassion. You notice how clean the energy flows with compassion. When you stop relying on a sympathetic response to the choices you made or didn't make, most of which you are con unconscious of, so being conscious tends to trigger another response inside of this game of pretending you're not God too. Now that you're aware of the game itself, the game gives you the opportunity to beat yourself up. That in and of itself seems to provide a lot of energy for the game itself. And a lot of energy for all those parts that have engaged in extracting, in consuming, or in stealing energies outside of themselves. So this transition has indeed changed your life in ways that your human self never could imagine. It hasn't made you into a better human being. It simply allowed who you have always been to now experience itself as a human too. Which for most of you who are watching today's session, it represents such a relief not to have to carry any longer all of those unfulfilled energies around with you anymore. 
But where did they go? What did you do with them? Well, you discovered that your human part by itself just wasn't capable of releasing or transforming them for you. But there is a part of you that is. And we come back once again to your human pride. You see, it wants to be able to fix whatever problem it feels it created. To your human part, that's being responsible. But that's like saying, if the water line under your house suddenly burst, wouldn't the first thing that most of you would do would be to call a plumber? Or if, you have, or if you're having electrical problems in your home, wouldn't you consider calling an electrician? Or if the engine in your car is in need of repairs, aren't most of you gladly contacting a mechanic? And for parts of your life, if you got in touch with some of these underlying unresolved human issues, wasn't it your human part that made an appointment to go see a counselor? But very few realized that your soul has been waiting all these years, all of these lifetimes, for you to allow it to turn your garbage into gold. And what does that exactly do to the quality of your human experience? Well, it allows you to choose now how you and only you want to experience your life. It doesn't mean you're completely free from all the distractions from both within you and all around you, but it does mean you now have the clarity and the wisdom to now choose what serves your heart. And there are now, more than any other time on this planet, more fully awakened human beings in service to their natural state of consciousness, to their own divine nature, than ever before. Do they walk this earth in white gowns with thousands of others throwing flowers at their feet wherever they go? Absolutely not. They're not looking for recognition or attention, nor do they need to be adored by others. Most of them continue to wear blue jeans and avoid crowds at all costs. None of them are looking for followers but they were willing to be of service by inviting all of humanity right now to stop playing follow the leader. How? How are they doing this? Well, by being grounded in their body, enjoying their life as a human being, but not of it. Not of what? not of a hypnotic trance state that resides inside the collective consciousness of this human family. 
one that is currently being maintained and controlled by a mental construct of a reality. Such a construct is but a byproduct of reality that doesn't recognize the existence of consciousness. And going back to the unconditional gift of freedom we just spoke about, this mental construct does allow parts of you to be managed by other parts. Interesting, is it not? And how, might I ask, does all that now relate to the emerging AIs? Indeed. And so this became the only known reality for most of humanity. Only a few were willing to dig a little deeper inside of themselves, hoping to discover something else. And what they discovered was an uncontrollable presence that was simply waiting to be acknowledged. This presence appeared to be very passive at first. But once it was allowed to emerge from the shadow of this mental construct, its light revealed the true nature of the construct itself to be an illusion. That can be really hard to accept if you have built your entire life inside such a well-managed system of reality. But for it to appear, to appear real, one would need to pretend that the presence of consciousness didn't exist. But not only that, one would need to pretend not to be it too. By separating themselves, from being this presence also. So the game continued on and off of this planet, which for most of humanity appeared to be limited to being human. But of course, as above, so below still holds true here. And then something happened in the most unexpected way. A few thousand human beings actually reclaimed this presence, which sent a ripple through the very fabric of this construct, like a signal from deep space, proclaiming in a very soft voice, I am that, I am, and I am here too. But the signal wasn't confined to this planet. It was also broadcast to the heavens. I am that. I am. Which in turn sent a ripple or wave through the fabric of the energy field that surrounds this planet, allowing the second coming of Christ consciousness to do what? Well, primarily to now anchor itself 
to this planet. Not the judge, not to set things right, but simply to radiate your innate divine freedom to experience that all is indeed well. At least it is inside your own consciousness. No agenda, no conditions. But if you want to experience it for yourself, you would have to be willing to pay the price. Set your human pride free and allow such a freedom, such a presence to be present in your own life. As we speak, some are celebrating such a choice while many others are still scratching their head. In the same way, many were left wondering what really happened when the Archangel Michael invoked the presence of the dragons a few years ago. Well, to prepare any human being who had awakened to reclaim the presence of the, of the divine as being their natural state. During that time, many shared a variety of stories about their adventures with these angelic beings in the form of a dragon. How their life once again was turned upside down. How the games they were playing with themselves no longer served them. And there were others who never felt a thing. It simply was too far-fetched. Dragons descending from the heavens. But they weren't sent to you by Archangel Michael to do anything you hadn't already asked for. Most of you wanted to stay on this planet as a fully awakened human being, but you needed a little more support. The arrival of the dragons offered such a support. And now you have that in the heavens crossing. It represents the beginning of a new story, but it also represents the end of another. It has been prophesied for ages, but now it is here. Now that it is here, it can be a little hard to accept. Where are the fireworks, you might ask? Where's the celebration in the streets? So those of you that have been serving the embodied human soul experience, you will greatly benefit from allowing this additional support. The more you receive from the presence of Christ consciousness, the more your light will expose both from within you and all around you where that light has been denied. This is not happening to you, my friends. It's happening because of you. Because you asked for it. You invited this presence to be present because you're tired of rejecting the original gift 
You're tired of pretending not to be that divine part of you that has always existed inside of you. You're tired of all the drama, all the games. Oh, let's be honest, those games represented an incredible adventure. But all the battles, all the guilt and shame, it just wore you down. And now you find yourself in the perfect place. It's time to let go of those expectations of becoming all that you are in a blink of an eye. Oh, yes, it's possible, but your physical body would never survive such a transition. So your service to your own freedom starts with you. But that also makes it real for millions of other human beings who are just beginning to question their own reality. And the only models humanity has seen of a fully awakened human being, one who was enlightened, included a lot of pain and suffering. This world needs a new model, one that embraces the joy of being divine and human too. You are that model. You are it. And we know when we speak to you in such a direct manner as we are right now, your human part immediately wants to hide in a corner somewhere under the rainbow. So once again, dear human, you have but one role to play and you are actually a master at playing it. Allow your soul to coexist with you. Slow it down with each breath that you take. Allow your soul to coexist with you. It is this part of you that will present Christ consciousness in motion. And your biggest cheerleaders, supporters, are standing right next to you in their etheric, non-physical bodies. Some have walked the same path you are walking. They know all the trials and errors. And they see the potential in you to skip all the potential suffering. So my friends, you have finally arrived. And as Michael, would this not be a very good time to give you that dance you've been asking for all these years? My non-physical hands reach out to yours. Let's get this party started, my friends. Put on your dancing shoes.